Crunch and Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's family feed bag where we um, look through the dizzing highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12. And the episode we're going to be reviewing is Alone Again, Natra Diddley, uh, season 11. Directed by Jim Reardon, written by Ian Maxstone Graham, and the original air date being February the 13th, 2000. And the couch gag being Simpsons have got bumper cars and they all bump each other. Cal, as always, <laughs> before I dive in, um, you'll find out uh, what I think, folks, a little bit later. Uh, what are your initial thoughts or memories of this episode, Cal? See, I I did really like this episode. I remember when it first aired, um, it was a new episode. It was a big episode because obviously Maud Flanders gets killed. Um, not the episode we initially thought it was uh, when when this episode got chosen. We thought it was the um, the amusement part one, but it wasn't. But I remember I was only like five when it first aired, but I must I was out on on the Raz with the lads and came home. And my brother and sister were like, Mod Fonda has died. I was like, what the fuck? Why did you not watch it? Like, why did you not wait for me? Did you record it? And they're like, yeah, we recorded it for you. I was like, okay. And this is before, like, DVR, like Sky or anything like that. So I had literally a videotape where I had to watch it. And I was just so pissed off because they watched it without me. And it was really annoying. But it's I like this episode. What about yourself? Well, I think I was very much the same as you. When I watched it when I was six or seven i only liked it for the jokes in it because you know, it's the simpsons i must like it it's funny but i'm going to sprinkle my um critique throughout folks but i'll just say one word poor i did not like this i can only count on one hand the things I liked two things two things I liked in this and i will uh, get to them later so we've got a big mod funders fan on our hands it's not even that it's just um we're clearly at loggerheads here, folks. This is going to be our um, most divisive episode yet, I believe. Yeah, I don't think there's been an episode where we've disagreed on an episode, really. I think there's been episodes where I kind of like it less than you, but this is the first one where it'll be quite a big split, so it'll be an interesting episode. And how the episode kicks off is the family are on a ramble in what seems to be woods. And, um, yeah, Cal, I'm not going to lie, um... This whole first act, apart from the inciting incident, um, I just thought was lame. I didn't laugh once during this bit. Um, yeah, there's no real good jokes in there. Forest, the forest reveals to be a, you know, a NASCAR rally, and then it's just shooed horned in NASCAR jokes that I don't know don't really work or are a bit lame. There's an incest joke in there as well, but I'm just gonna stop. Cal, I'm going to let you carry on for because it would just be I, don't want to be... I don't want to be overly negative, but wasn't a fan. I think as far as a beginning story, it works well. I think I I like I do like some of the jokes where it's kind of they're in the middle of nature doing something what Lisa doesn't really, uh, wants to do, but nobody else really wants to do. Um, and then find something cool like a race car course, which is awesome, yeah. And I know for a fact that like, I've got friends who are American and like... They generally just watch that shit because for the crashes, especially like um, the, the Indy 500 where they just go in a circle and all that stuff. And it's, they just want stuff for the fight. They don't, you know, for the fire and death and all that stuff. They don't not bother about the actual game. And it's a bit with the beavers as well, with the beavers building a dam out of wrecked tyres and the squirrels fighting with uh, tools. 
Um, there's a bit with a race car driver where his wife <laughs> is in the car. He's like, uh, get, your, get your feet off the upholstery. I didn't find anything. I thought it was... I don't know. Amu- I'll tell you what bit I found amusing. Homer ending up on the track and yeah. using it for free makeover, tyre changeover and that. But like, I think two massive misdemeanours I saw in this was um, the wood carving on the trees in the forest. Well, in quotes, forest. And we saying, oh, what kind of Jeff wants to have his name on this? And then, oh, look, written by Ian Maxstone Graham. Now, that was a clear decision to me. That's just overly wanky. Like, there was a decision, uh, get that through the final cut. But no, I'm not a fan. No, I, I like it when they get a little bit meta like that. Like, there's a joke, I can't remember what episode it is. It might have been Futurama, actually, where they say, what, what's an executive producer? And like, they don't really do anything. They just put a name on stuff to get a title. Did you not find it was overly meta throughout, though? Because, I mean, the actual funeral, we'll get to it soon, but that's basically just shattering illusions. And I think it's just saying, you know, oh, these, you know, are characters in a show that you're watching. This is fiction, you know, don't try and resonate with them. Don't forget, this is just a cartoon, just fiction, folks. I think, no, I think it is, it's more kind of like a show, a show which is a bit bitter um, with with how it's kind of played out kind of thing. Um, some parallels, obviously, like with Two and a Half Men when they killed off Charlie Sheen like, like straight away with piano and it was not many people like that. Um, the biggest parallel I can kind of go, go with this is with South Park when um, Chef gets killed off. Um, the difference is obviously with this one at the beginning of the episode. In the Chef episode, basically what happened in the previous season was they did an uh, episode about um, Scientology. Uh, Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist and he, he kind of kicks off and said he's not going to do it anymore. So the episode where Chef dies, um, they're saying a crazy cult of paedophiles have indicted him into... Yeah, I remember that was a good episode. Obviously, at the end, they kind of make him into a Darth Vader thing because the intention was, if he wanted to come back, he could. Um, unfortunately, he never did because he died soon after that episode. Um, but it was always open for him to return if he wanted. With this episode, obviously, it's bit. It is bitter. It's bitter when they're saying like, "Oh, she's a side character," and there's lots of side characters. You may not know her, but she's always been there, and all that stuff. But there's there's some good gags in this episode, like when they're going through. Um, go going through the graveyard and it shows Bleeding Gums Murphy and um the therapist guy Doctor Monroe. The family end up getting tickets from the NASCAR driver. The cheerleaders come out with the t-shirt cannons and this is all leading to the bit. Uh, the, the Flanders end up coming for some reason, you know, because they like the open fresh air and you know, uh, Maud likes looking at all the poor people, you know, because that's what you want in comedy writing. You want to really punch down. That's what they teach you. Punch down at the people who are lesser than you. I, I'm j- again. I'm just finding loads of flaws of this cow. So I'll just let you go again. <laughs> sorry, folks, but I'm just gonna let cow. Sorry. Much wow. The relay for this. Wow. Sorry, yeah. folks. It's a cow heavy episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think potentially they gave her a bit more dialogue, which is a bit kind of making you want to hate Mod. Like, to be fair to Mod, she's she's just not really that much of a character she's very um she's very she just something to kind of have ned like bounce off of really like there's the only other thing of, of what i can kind of think of previous to her death where they kind of 
where she had a really funny line um, is, is where Edna and Skinner is on. It, it, I follow a lot of Simpsons Instagram things, um, and they show clips of Simpsons. And one of them was when Skinner comes out of Virgin, and he's just like, "You had S E X in front of the C H I L D R E N," and Krusty goes, "Sex cauldron." I thought they shut that place around. But like, apart from that, didn't really have. I, was, I can't really think of any more like funny mold things. Ned's Ned's one of my favorite uh, favorite characters. Obviously, Wiggum's my go-to boy. Maud ends up getting um, you know, snacks and treats for the family. And when she comes back, um, well, she ends up meeting her fate folks. The Homer selfishly wants all the t-shirts for himself. So he paints a target on himself. All the cheerleaders fire the cannon at him. Uh, but he bends down for a bobby pin and that hits Maud. And Hibbert has the infamous lines of, oh no, she's dead. And we go straight to commercial from that. I don't mind, you know what, up to this point, having a rewatch, I didn't mind her, obviously, you know what happened, she's going to die. I didn't mind the way they got rid of her, it's just how they treated the character, and just, I suppose a bit of it's got to go to Homer as well, because he's just unlikable, he's just unsympathetic at this. See, this is this is the mob believer coming out of you. Um like yeah, apologist. <laughs> apologist, that's the word. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way to kill her off. It's it you know it's short. Like they couldn't. Since this isn't really an, a series, what what kind of when it kill when it does kill characters off, it's very rarely sad and, and you know sweet. Like obviously, there's one which it does get a reference when it's in the funeral, uh, in the graveyard. Uh, Grandpa's girlfriend, where she just dies peacefully in her sleep and then leaves him all the money. Um, Apart from that, I can't really think of any. I guess Edna, like later, later, and see. I don't know how they kill her off. I think just kill her off screen because. Um, yeah, because um, the Marshal Wallace passed away, so they had to get her out. It's just funny. I like it. <laughs> this is the difference. Like you know, you you just fucking hate it for whatever reason, even though it's a good episode, Tyler. Maud? Oh my lord, she's dead! All right, I'll just say the reason why I hate it. It's totally off because you have the death of a major character and there's a lot of sad music cues and you have this journey of Ned trying to get over his one love and all that. But then they're trying to cram as many jokes in as well. You pick one or the other and they try to do both and they didn't balance it right. And I don't think it worked. I think it's really poor and tonally deaf. I think partially it is the bitterness of, you know, 
having to write around and all that stuff. It kind of it helps develop Ned's character even more. To be fair, it's, I think it's a good move that they kind of do do it because um, you you can kind of write more arcs for Ned, which obviously they eventually do when he does uh, in a later season mar- marry Edna. Um, and uh, I don't think he really dates anyone else from there, but it kind of there's a few there's more jokes you can have with Ned with about his dead wife really but I do agree on the, on the idea that Homer's completely uh, unsympathetic but it's more he doesn't know how to deal with it like which which, which working without giving my job away purely I do work in the reading services um grief it, people don't know how to talk about death and and, and a lot of the thing is we'll just some people will just try and be the same and try and be the same arsehole some of them will kind of be unkindly nice even though all the you know arguments you've had previously and and stuff like that and it comes across a bit fake and it causes more of a dispute and all that stuff um but i think the grief on it like with ned obviously edited it's a tv show you can't you know you've got to speed it up a little bit and maybe maybe him dating again is a bit too soon but it, it opens it up a bit more. It kind of like makes Ned find himself. Yeah, before we move on, um, they're also at the funeral there and they're paying their respects to Maud at the wake. Um, I'll just uh, inform everyone of the reason why they killed off uh, Maud Flanders um, from uh, research here. Um, featured the death of Maud Flanders. Um, they got rid of Maggie Roswell, the character of Maud Flanders, uh, in spring 1999 after a pay dispute because she had to fly all the way from her home in Denver to LA twice a week, and she was getting paid two grand an episode, and I think the tickets must have been, what, $400, $500 each? And, you know, you have a home to maintain, and she only wanted a four grand pay rise, but Fox only offered her $150, so they thought, right, cut her loose. But then they brought her back in 2002, so this is just Fox being cheap. Like fucking typical corporation. I don't. I don't like it, Cal. This is petty. <laughs> it is, but end of the day, she's you know she's not she's not a main player really. No, but if she, you if you're going that way and you've you're obviously like a capable hand. You you're not just more. You can do other background characters and that. Surely you'd give a offer us a more respectful wage. And you know if you want to treat her right. No, I get where you're coming from. Like I think. Aid, I think how how they probably looked at it is because she isn't really a main a main part, and one of the interesting parts as well is obviously she plays um uh, she plays Milhouse's mum and Helen Lovejoy as well, uh, Miss Hoover as well. Um, a lot of those characters got took over, um, by uh Marcia Mitzman Gavin, um, but the you know. Partially, yeah, I get it because she's not that important, really. Um, it's you know, it's a replaceable role, and that's the kind of idea. I do get where you know she's having to fly every every twice a week and all that stuff, and it's not great and it's quite taxing to to do this stuff. But on the other hand, she is a replaceable character, as she kind of sadly found out. Now, homie, you know Ned and the boys need us, and you know what that means. I know. No more being a jerk. That's right. If I'd only been a gentleman, 
I got the hot dogs myself, she'd still be here. Now, 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 don't beat yourself up. I'm the one who drove her out of her seat. I'm the one who provoked the lethal barrage of t-shirts. I'm the one who parked in the ambulance zone, preventing any possible resuscitation. Yeah, but uh, there's no point in playing the blame game. Homer's um, trying to, you know, help Ned cope and, you know, help with the bereavement process. Quite heavy-handed at points. Uh, but um, he openly admits that he is, in fact, somewhat responsible for Maud's death with like you know rule of threes with a joke and that final one was him uh parking you know recklessly so that the ambulance couldn't really fit in or the response time was lax so yeah homer is a monster this is what i mean like obviously being seven at the time i just thought it was funny because haha he's all because of that or because his wife died but now it's just like no he's horrible he was his recklessness helped with that i just yeah i couldn't see past it, Cal, so that's another down for me. I think partially you look a little bit too much into it, but like it is very much into Homer's character that through his buffoonity they could have potentially saved Maud, but you know, they don't really want to because of obviously the pay dispute and all that rubbish. Do you not think it's too mean though? Do you not think that's too much? That the main character arguably well, yeah, he's Basically, the main arguably. character. Let's yeah. say arguably, then. Let's go devil's advocate. He, well, he is kind of, isn't he, really? He's, he's arguably, the the main character kills off y- y- your character. That is it's more of a kick in the teeth than anything. But I think it it's more played for laughs than anything that, yeah, if Homer wasn't such an idiot, they could have easily saved her. But to be fair, to be fair, wet. Hibbert kind of says straight away that, you know, she's dead. She's dead on scene. Like, he didn't... The ambulance wouldn't have done anything. You got a great, Yeah, that's... Mm. You've got a great doctor of uh, of Dr. Hibbert, and he can't even do anything, like... Yeah, mm, well, it makes me think, then, why would they add that Homer bit in? Not the general uh, him trying to get Ned over the hump, but why would they add that bit of dialogue in, but... Um, it's it's their it's their decision. I can't I can't really think. So what's the best way to get over your um recently dead wife? Have your friend sneakily make a dead dating video. Okay, Cal, this is number one out of two of the bits I actually enjoyed. <laughs> okay. Hooray! We actually find something I can positively talk about. I like the whole um making of the dating video and showing Flanders a dating video. I think this is well done. Oh, before I go further into the positive. Another <laughs> another negative of this show, folks. The fact that they just call out Homer. They didn't have to call out Homer not being out of work. I could have just took this as he's filming him on his weekends, he's filming him on Saturday. But the fact they have Bart say, Oh, you know, are you have you got a job? Oh, I think you'll find I don't. Like, why would you call attention to it? No, I I, I love that fact because it's kind of it's very publicized because of obviously Homer's you, you know, advent, crazy adventures and all the shit what he does. Like, it gets referen- referenced a bit more in the later seasons as well, saying like, "Do you even like have a job? Like, what you what do you do? How do you how have you got so much money? Like, I think they, they mention it in like Family Guy with like Peter Griffin. I, I think he won the lottery or something stupid like that. That's how he he pays for his buffoonity. Um, but I just I thought it was quite a funny throwaway gag, really, because you you don't it went through see see went for quite a few episodes where you don't you don't really see him at work anymore like how what does he do why is he not at work he should be at work 
obviously there's only so much you can actually do, but no, I liked it. I liked that guy. I thought it was funny. He sits down with Ned. Now he says, like, you know, how are you feeling over these past couple months? So a lot of time has passed here, folks. And, um, well, a lot of footage, obviously. But he says, yeah, we're slowly getting there. I'm not sure about dating. Yeah, well, here's the video. And, um, you know, we get a good highlight package. I would date Ned. He seems like a right nice hunk. So, how you doing, Ned? Oh, it's been a hard couple of months, but I feel like I've turned a corner. Well, that's all gonna change, thanks to this tape. Tape? Single women of Springfield, your prayers have been flanchered. Ned Flanchard, that is. Is this a dating video? Shush. What would you say about a man who owns his own house and his own car? That's Ned Flanders. A man who's not afraid to cry. Hey, Ned. <laughs> so that's why you maced me. <laughs> yeah. Ned does everything with class, whether he's punching in his ATM code or keeping clean in the shower. Homer. But don't take my word for it. Listen to this testimonial. Mm-hmm. He is. He's sexy Flanders. Like, I know the reason. I know the real reason why you hate this episode. It's because he censored his big dong. Like, you want to see some Flander dick. I know it, Tyler. You mention it constantly when we're not recording. Like... My penile envy knows no bounds. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny because it kind of it, it keeps on playing at the fact that obviously Flanders is sexy. He's a fucking a beefcake. He's not fucking a beef. He is a beefcake. Stupid sexy Flanders. It's funny we all the star wipes and you know there's different types of wipes. It's just like why? <laughs> What does what does Homer say? Like, well, I why have a burger when you can have steak. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I would date Ned in a second if I was a woman or gay. He looks like a cuddler, that Ned. I I like that. I like to be held. I like to be pampered. So if you're tired of dating the same old losers, what are you doing, Homer? Step up to the best. Ned Flanders, the man with the chest. My favourite parts particularly in it was that, I'll tell you, I've seen that for the first time. I was like, oh, I'm surprised they got away with that on TV, but then realising it's obviously intentional. Yeah, I didn't expect that. But my favourite part is the little confessionals by Wiggum. And then at the end you say, so if you're tired of dating the same old losers, and he just asked Mo Lenin Cole, oh, just stay there, lads, please. And they go, what you doing there? <laughs> didn't even tell him. Okay, I really enjoyed that bit. That's one of two. Yeah, I really love this bit, Cal. Good. I'm I'm so curious of what the other part is, but it is it's very, it's just funny. It's it's very well made. It's kind of it's it's quick and it's typical of Homer. See, this is good Homer writing. I like it. Yeah, it, it is. And it's like you said when he's just interviewing Wigan and he's just like in love with him, and there's a, a robbery going round in the background. So they send off the um, video dating tape. No Tinder here, folks. This is the uh, year two thousand after all. And you know Ned ends up getting some. Dates lined up here and there. He's got the mad dog woman. He's got Edna Krabappel. This is not number two massive reason or massive thing I liked, Cal, but a little minor thing that I did enjoy was um, Edna getting back at Skinner and the pettiness that he won't hang up. He'll only hang up when... Oh, here he goes. One thing as well is like these whole dating date, dating videotapes and stuff, it's like pre-Tinder Tinder, really. Like... One of the things what you didn't mention as well is when <laughs> one nighters, <laughs> comic book guys just taking the full the full loan. He goes, "Sir, are you gonna oh, call one, all the those one women?" Night stand special. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, "Sir, are you gonna call all those women?" He's like, "No, the tapes will do." 
<laughs> Unfortunately, these dates don't add up to anything, and Flanders is still lonely and uh, bereaving to himself. And now we're entering the stage where this is the second thing that I genuinely really enjoyed. I like the last three minutes of this because it's very good and it's very well, you know, it's good character writing. Flanders is at his wit's end with faith and he takes out on God and, you know, he's um, having a struggle with his faith because, you know, did God in his infinite plan make him lose more Flanders? He's not sure and he's debating it. Now I'll just say, um, same a piece and I'll let you go again, Cal. With this, I think the ending is grand, like I say, last three minutes and him meeting this new woman and not sure of being dating. Grand. Very good. Now, if they just rewrote what was before it and have the death be more serious, and this is how you get in the laughs, Cal. Um, have a B story with Bart or Homer or both or anyone and let that be the main contributor of jokes. What would be the B story there? I obviously if if if, if we if we had like the beginning and the end the same or less like Mod still dies and the end is him moving on but not moving on yet, what would you put the filler in? Well I think I wouldn't say a ma- I wouldn't be a specific one, but I'd probably say a Bart thing or a Bart and Millhouse thing. Maybe you can interweave it with um Rod and Todd. Yeah, they're trying to make Rod and Todd happy. Like it's a parallel. Bart's trying to help the Rod and Todd. Bart's trying to help Rod and Todd. Homer's trying to help Ned. But you could have more comedy, say, with the kids, or at least be light-hearted, maybe not intense comedy like they try to do here. But I think you can have that nice parallel. I do like the idea of them. Like, I do like that idea a bit more. Um, I think, obviously, you'd, you definitely have to have the Flanders in it Regardless, purely because obviously they're the Simpsons' neighbours, you know, they're a big part, of, you know, their lives and stuff like that. Um, you know, I did like this scene. I remember, like, I, I had a Catholic upbringing. I'm not Catholic at all, but we went to Catholic school and stuff. Um, but I am Catholic, but not Catholic, practicing Catholic or anything like that. Anyway, um, my head teacher was very musical, and he could play quite a few instruments, and every so often. As like a treat, he'd bring his drums into the church and he'd play in there, which I guess for him it'd be fucking awesome because the acoustics would be great. Um, I just remember once as everyone getting too rowdy and he's just like, if you don't shut up and let me play, I'm going to take it all away. And then you you can just listen to the recording and we were like, oh, okay. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah, it was it, the idea that he, when he goes in and it's just like, oh, they're making jokes about Christian rock and and all that stuff. It's a nice little closer, and it is close. Where you know, where like you said, he's just like, yeah, no, I'm not ready now, but I want to um, eventually move on. Yeah, well, we're gonna get there, folks. Um, Ned's laying in his bed on Sunday, and Rod and Todd ask him, "Daddy, you gonna miss church?" Yep, and I may not go to church tomorrow, scaring them away. Um, yeah, another one of the minor good bits as well, Cal. Um, Ned being really putting his foot down, saying, "No, I'm not going. This is really for the last time. You just watch." Smash cut to him speed. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Daddy, get up! You'll be late for church. Yeah, you boys can go with the Simpsons. I'm not going to church today. <gasps> That's right. And I may not go to church tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I am gonna sit right here and miss church. You just watch. Sorry, 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 sorry. He speeds to the church where um, Reverend Lovejoy's got a, you know, a 
cover Christian banding, you know, a guest Christian banding covenant. And you know what? I'm, I'll throw in a third major part of Lights Bounce, Cal. It's not just on two fingers, it's on three fingers of the one hand that the few things I liked about this episode. The song. Simpsons always do good songs, good instrumentation, good arrangements. This really fit. This is a good little ditty, a generally good Christian rock song, a good rock song. This is a love song about a dude I met in a sleazy motel. Yeah. A dude named God. Oh. In a motel room in Delacroix, I was drinking like a Dartmouth boy and thinking about the wrong turns that I took. Well, I woke up on the pew green floor and opened up a dresser drawer looking for a bottle, but instead I found a book. Talking about the Bible. So? She's good looking. Shut up. You shut up. A book about a man. A book about the dude who lives above. A book about a man who drives a pickup full of sweet, sweet love. Now, if you think he doesn't care, or maybe that he isn't there, it's not too late to see how wrong you are. So when your soul is gone astray, just let God be your triple A. He'll tow you to salvation and he'll overhaul your heart. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it is quite a good song. Like like you said, since those do good music and then obviously there's the um change version uh post credits. The sing uh, the the woman who plays Rachel is a singer I've never really heard of her. Yeah, Flanders um, you know, he finds his faith again through that powerful voice and the kids are good to have him back, but he sees um Rachel Jordan. That was the name of the uh yep, that was the name of the character. Um she sees her struggling putting Kit in the back so goes over and helps her. They end up getting into a little bit of conversation and he confesses to her that he's trying to his wife's just passed away trying to move on and that but everyone's trying to egg him on to you know things are going well you know to take this woman for coffee and that but and they could have easily done a nice little scene where they're ending having coffee but I think it's bigger the fact that he admits that I'm not comfortable I'm not ready just yet but you know if you're in town I'd happily catch up again this is really sweet Cal it was but the one thing what kind of annoyed me about this little bit of ending oh something annoyed you okay it is the tables have turned let us hear it's just it's like inconsistencies because obviously when 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 ned first drives in he's got a plated personal parking spot outside the church at the front um why is he going to the parking lot oh so this is a continuity error oh right i did not spot that cow good eye my name's rachel jordan if you feel like talking, maybe we could grab a coffee. Well, that, that sounds real nice, Rachel, but uh, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm not quite... I understand. Listen, we're heading out on tour with the Monsters of Christian Rock. Maybe when we get back, you and I could get together. Well, <laughs> maybe we can. My name's Ned Flanders, and I'm here every week. Rain or shine. I'm with, um... Ned rearranging to meet up with uh, Rachel again. That's how we end, you know. He, he'll be here 24-7, rain or shine. And yeah, that's how we end the episode. Small note, folks. Um, I don't like the recover they did of um, the song that was sung in the church just because it trivialises the character's death again. But, you know, 
I like the last three minutes here. I'm just going to end my uh, diatribe with um, what Mike Scully said about the episode. He was the showrunner of the season during the time. There was a lot of discussion about making sure that we, the staff, did deal with some of the emotional ramifications of the death in the episode. And not just make it all joke, joke, joke. But at the same time, we are a comedy. They're animated. They're not real. So, yeah, folks, that was that's my main issue with this episode. It's tonally deaf, and they don't treat the characters, even their minor characters, um, seriously. Don't forget, it's you know, it's fiction. It is just a cartoon. Yeah, it's. I you know I like this episode. I thought it was a good, strong. Well, yeah, it's it's a needed episode. It kind of develops the character more. Uh, I've just looked into it. Um, the, the person who played Mod didn't play Mod in this episode. It was. Uh, the replacement. Um, I think it opens up a lot more for what Ned can do, and you know, be more comedic with some of the things what he can do as well. Um, you know, it's it's. I I like this episode. I liked it a lot. If I had to give it a rating for Dead Wives out of a possible eight, I'll I'll do no six. No, I, no, I'll stay with eight. I was gonna. I was, I was going to change it to 6 because I was going to do like a Henry VIII thing, but no, I'll sit with 8. Six, 4 out of, uh, no, 4 out of 8. Yeah, a good 50%, I think. What about yourself? Half my wives are dead. Well, I would just say, um, who says, you know, white male critics and media can't be mature? We just did that there, folks. Different opinions. But um, I believe, yeah, but I believe um, we handle that reasonably well. What about yourself? What's your rating? What's what's your overall take from this episode? Well, I mean, I've not been shy about it, but I'm not going to go on about it any longer. I've given up my uh, views already. So I'm going to rate it, I believe, the same as I did for Tennis the Menace. At least for that one, we um, both joined in saying that one absolutely was an absolute shithouse. Uh, I'm going to go one out of five um, rock fights. We didn't talk about that, Cal. What we did you think of the rock fight? It was that funny. New... That's very memeable. I've seen that in a lot of recent memes. Yeah, it is very memeable. I thought it was quite... It's a good cutaway thing. All right, and we're going to move on to our next episode, folks. Um, we are going to have a little spin on the random episode generator and see what pops up next. Oh, okay. Um, a season we haven't actually covered here, Cal. We're going Season 8, Episode 12, with Mountain of Madness. Remind me of this episode. Have we not done Season 8 yet? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Um, with this one, it's uh, Homer and Burns, you know, they have a little bond up in the mountains, but they get trapped, and, you know, insanity sets in. Yes, I do remember this episode. That's going to be my selling point for next week, folks. <sighs> a lot less, thankfully. And hopefully you'll join us next week as well for that. Make sure you like and share our Facebook page. That's Uncle Mo's, Fa- Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, a Simpsons British podcast. Also check out our SoundCloud, much again the same, our Uncle Mo's Family Feedback as well. And we will see you next time, folks. Take care. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.